All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to today's discussion. We are going to be covering something that is starting to become a very big problem for women, especially in the United States and especially in healthcare. But men, you are not immune to it. Um, this is something that I want to tackle because of the fact that it is rapidly growing among women. So today we're going to be talking about um, your stress. And remember I said yesterday, it's not that your stress is killing you slowly. Now it's your stress is killing you fast. This is not going to be a very long episode because I think most of us that are in healthcare know that it can be a very stressful field and a lot of it is a no brainer. So I just want to go over some top things, some top facts that you may need to know that are emerging. They've been emerging since right before the pandemic and of course through the pandemic. So let's go ahead and just get into today's episode. I have some notes here, so I just want to make sure that I don't leave anything out because there's a lot of research around this topic. For instance, um, a university or a hospital in Boston has been doing a study on stress, particularly with healthcare individuals through the pandemic and have noticed that uh, depression is worsening and um, is now impacting almost up to 40% of healthcare workers. Mental health problems are rising. And um, again, particularly in women, there are a lot of different reasons for why that is. So I'm going to be diving deep into that Um so you women can understand how much you need to protect yourself against this stress. But I don't want you gentlemen to not listen to this because if you're a leader, there's a woman on your team that may be impacted more heavily than you are. There may be um, people that you work with as a peer that may also be dealing with a lot of stress. And again, it's not that you are immune to this stress, gentlemen, because in that 40% statistic, you are included in that, but women in particular have certain ingrained paradigms that lend to them being a little bit more stressed out than others. And so I'm just going to go ahead and get started. So there is a very good article in the, I think it was the New York Times that talked about, you know, how there's a stress gap. And we all know that men and women have particularly had a stress gap for a long time. I don't think that it's a gender bias. I, I personally think it's the paradigms, and I'm not even going to blame it on society. I'm just going to say paradigms from wherever you learned it in your conditioning growing up that lead to the stress gap and lead to things um, impacting women sometimes more negatively than they impact men. Hopefully you guys can hear me. It is like a yard work season. So that's why I'm trying to get this out um, and not take up too much of your time today. So women, you are in danger, not only of the stress uh, from the pandemic, the stress from being a leader in healthcare, but also you have some factors that um, make you more susceptible to that 40% increase being attributed mostly to you and also starting to cause some very rapid declines in not only your mental health and your emotional health, but also your physical health as well. Women do more unpaid domestic work than men. So what this means is that for some households, for a lot of households, even though we've made great strides in 
splitting domestic work 50-50 for a lot of households in America and in um, westernized cultures, women still tend to do a bulk of the work. So there's still some disparity there. And um, so that's one reason. And then also women tend to react differently about how they invest their emotions in their personal and professional life. Um, for instance, men that are leaders, they uh, they don't really do a lot of surface acting or for forcing emotions, right? I think for some reason, <laughs> thank goodness I've never been like conditioned like this, but for some reason, and I'm not making this up, this is research-based, women feel like they have to force emotions sometimes that are not wholly felt and they have to act calm and be more empathetic even when they don't feel that way. So there's an incongruence and a disingenuine expression of emotions among women. And um, if you've ever listened to any of my podcast episodes on the Leading in Healthcare podcast, I specifically have an episode about authenticity and how if you're not showing up in your life professionally and personally from an authentic standpoint, then it eats away at your soul. And men do a better job at not pretending to feel a way that they don't feel. And these emotional, this emotional labor has the mental and physical consequences that add to the stress that is actually killing you quickly. There's not a lot of attention paid to this, um, to the impact that you experience when you show up in your professional life in authentic, but it is exhausting. It's more exhausting than the domestic work. It's more exhausting than um, the work that you're paid to do your leadership. I have a theory on this and it can go totally um, spiritual, but I, I just feel like when you have certain values and you have um, certain innate traits inside of you and you're not able to express your soul authentically and fully, then that is a thing that creates a lot of depression, a lot of unhappiness, a lot of stress, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of um, taking on of responsibilities that aren't truly authentic to who you are. And I <laughs> we can do a whole nother episode, a whole nother discussion about this, but I think for both of us, women and men, we need to understand that the emotional labor that you are um, taking on goes deeper than your job. It goes deeper than your family life. It goes probably back to those paradigms that you were taught around what's right or what's wrong. And it's leading to insomnia, family conflict, exhaustion, mental consequences, and physical consequences as well. So um, let's just talk about what we do about it. Um, oh, you know what? I wanted to give you some new symptoms of stress too, because they are a little bit different than we have been led to believe. Um, for some of us, stress is not <laughs> what we talked about in the first live where we talked about burnout. Stress shows up as irritability. It shows up as feeling overwhelmed. It shows up as your heart beating a little bit too fast in situations where you should be calm and collected. 
stress shows up as not being able to sleep well, um, self-destructive patterns such as being too tired to have a meal that actually nourishes you or vegging out in front of the TV and not moving your body. We all know these things as healthcare workers, so I'm not going to get into that too much, but just know that if you feel like you're starting to get overwhelmed and be a little bit more irritable, that is a sign that you are moving into that emotional labor that um, physical labor that I, I'm talking about that is starting to kill us much quicker than in the days past. And we're not dealing effectively with the things that we're going through as well. So lastly, let's just talk about some things that we can do for it. And I want you to pay attention to this because for some reason, we feel like when we are stressed and overwhelmed and irritable and not sleeping well, then the things that we feel like doing are the things that don't contribute to our self-care, our mental health, our emotional well-being. We tend to fall on coping mechanisms that actually worsen the situation, such as some of the things I mentioned, like not eating well, um, taking excessive naps, um, not moving your body, that type of thing. However, what if, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed and you're at risk for some of the things that I'm talking about, I want you to understand that the things that you don't feel like doing are often the things that are going to make you feel better. There's that lot more. So let's just wrap it up here with some things that you can do. We all know about exercise. So for me, I am going to be honest too. If I'm sitting at my desk and I, I'm overwhelmed and I'm stressed and the day is just, you know, going back to back to back, I'm not going to feel like working out when I go home. So what I tend to do is like schedule in breaks throughout the day. Every hour, can I get up and can I take some steps? If I have 10 minutes and the weather is nice, can I go walk outside for a little bit? If um, I haven't had any water, I need to go to the bathroom. Instead of going somewhere that's closed, can I walk down the hallway or walk across the hospital and take more steps and get water that way? It's, it doesn't have to be these big 30 minute hour increments of moving your body. These little short spurts of activity can still improve your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health as well. We all know eating regular healthy meals and staying hydrated is also key. Sleep is a priority. Um, sometimes I, this is a, a good one that I find that we often forget about. We often are at work are encouraged to create these goals, right, for our evals and all this kind of stuff and create some of our priorities around those goals. We do it as an organization. And if you are in a larger organization, they often have you do it on an individual level. However, I also believe that if you just get up and what you spend your time focusing on is the day-to-day -day grind of work, but you don't have goals and you don't have priorities and you don't have things that you to look forward to in your own life, your personal life, then it can feel like all you're doing is living for work. And although for us, a lot of the work that we do is meaningful, for the majority of us, it, uh, work is not what we were put on this earth to do. The work is just something that we do that adds enrichment to who we are. But if you broke yourself down to the soul level 
of why you were put here on this earth is so that you can progress, so that you can expand, so that you can grow, so that you can become the best version of yourself. And I, I strongly, spit it out, girl. I strongly believe that when, and I've witnessed when I'm working with leaders that don't do this, they don't value this, they don't feel as fulfilled in their life as they would if they prioritize personal goals um, and moving toward those personal goals. It kind of gives you a more well-rounded view of something that you have to live for and look forward to outside of just going to work and just going through the grind of work. So I know that this was probably not a new aha moment for you, but I hope that now you understand that we all know that stress is not good for us, but stress is rising at an alarming rate and we're not doing a good job to take care of it. And although we can't control our workloads, our staffing, all of those things. What we can control is how we respond to them. And we can also control what we are living for on a, a bigger scale, a day-to-day -day basis, something that's bigger than just going to work. And we can also control whether we show up in our lives more authentically or not, or not. <laughs> so, Oh, that lawnmower was so distracting today. So anyway, that is today's episode. Um, I hope that you spread the word. If you have any comments about this topic or have any topics that you would like me to cover in the future, please leave me a comment, send me a DM, whatever. I want to give you information that's going to personally help you while we are doing these 21 days of live streams. And then make sure you join us um, for the next live stream because we're going to start to get into some actual juicy tips on what you can do practically in your job as a leadership. And I'm just looking at the schedule. So the next live is going to be on delegating. How can you shift to doing the work to actually managing a team, empowering them to do the work, thereby having them more involved in the team, having them more invested emotionally in the team, and thereby also making your job easier to free you up to actually be doing some leadership stuff. So I will see you at the next live stream, 6 p.m. Central time. I will talk to you later. Take care. Bye.